Starting and sustaining a business is hard. Whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello, this is Joe Hausman. How are you guys doing today? Thank you so much for coming back and listening today and every day, every week, every month. You know what? I am so happy to be able to bring an expert guest to my show, and you guys are loving it. Thank you for all the text messages, emails, phone calls I get. Because of you, the show goes on. And because of my wonderful guest experts, the show goes on. So thank you, everybody, for that. And also remember, I am your go-for-it person, right? I am a speaker. I go around the country speaking all over the United States, and then eventually international speaking around the world to be able to go for it and go for the dreams that you are looking for. I was just asked by a local hospital to be able to come and speak to their groups about the power of positive thinking, right? We all need that, don't we? Heck yeah, we do. So there's lots of different topics that I speak on, but if you're interested in that, let me know at johosman.com. You can certainly reach out to me there. But I'm also a voiceover artist and international best-selling author. I never thought a book uh, could change a life like it did, but I tell you what, it's been a true blessing, and it's been a blessing to others, and that was the one thing I wanted. I wanted to be able to help at least one other person with it, and thankfully I have. Now also... I help promote your business right on my international live radio show. So if you're interested in being a guest expert, you just hit me up at joe at johosman.com and we can certainly talk about that as well. Now, you can also go to my website, johosman.com. I have a free download there called The Secrets to Realizing Your Dreams. You just go right there to the homepage and you know what? That is all yours. Now, as always, ladies and gentlemen, I have on a fantastic guest expert. And I'm really excited about Dr. Cynthia Renee today as my guest expert because I just met her a month ago. But I knew, you know, sometimes you just know somebody's going to be your friend and you guys are just going to hit it off. Well, I was out in Boise, Idaho, and I was in a, I was speaking at a group and in a mastermind group like thing, like group. whatever. But Dr. Cynthia was there and we just hit it off right from the bat. And I just knew I just had to have her on my show. She is a naturopathic physician. I love naturopathic physicians, author, speaker, and certified specialty coach. She is the president of the Idaho Association of Naturopathic Physicians. She is the founder of Prairie Sage Wellness Center God Made Original, that was our number one theme together, is God's Always With Us, and a sore thumb syndrome survivor, which I'm really excited to hear about that. Her passion is all of God's creation, is for all of God's creation. She inspires people to be the original that they are created to be. Cynthia has spent 28 years founding the company with the vision to assist those who seek a life without limiting beliefs and live their true identity. She offers programs, workshops, and retreats to complement her mentoring process. Dr. Cynthia Renee, welcome to Go For It. Hi, Joe. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great, and I'm excited to have you on my show. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here and for the opportunity. Oh, my goodness. I knew when we met last month in Boise that we were going to hit it off. (laughs) Yes, for sure. 
out of that whole room, I knew it was going to be a good connection between the two of us. Yep, yep, me too. And Dr. Cynthia, you're from or actually around that area, and I traveled quite a ways to get there, but sometimes you just know when you want to travel somewhere and you just know you kind of, you get out of your own way to get there, and that's exactly what I did. I, I There was a com- couple of stumbling blocks to get out there to that event, and but I tell you what, when I want it, when you want something bad enough, you're going to go around and, um, you know, go through those obstacles, and that's exactly what I did to get out there. And lo and behold, I'm glad I did, because now Dr. Cynthia and I are good <laughs> friends. So, so tell tell my worldwide audience about you. Who is Dr. Cynthia Renee, and how did you get to be where you're at today? Well, I started out as a, a waitress, and I knew that there was something more. And so I started a commercial concrete construction company mm-hmm. at the age of 24. Mm-hmm. And I built this company into a multi-million dollar business doing building actually dairies, surprisingly mm-hmm. enough, in the area. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people from California moving up. They were being forced out of that state. And so our state had room for them and mm-hmm. the zoning, and it was cheaper. And so as we started to build these dairies and build that, I realized that even though I enjoyed it and loved it, that it wasn't necessarily where I belong for the rest of my life. And Mm -hmm. so I went back to school and I got my degree to become a naturopathic physician and to move on with my life there. Cool. So So as I see clients in my office, I started to see a pattern in what I was seeing in their problems. And so I realized I needed to develop a program that could help them because as these women and men, not as much men because they're not as apt to come in and say these things are wrong with them. So as these women would come in and they just didn't feel good, but they really didn't know why. And a lot of it just has to do with the fact that they don't really remember who they are. They're Mm -hmm. hitting an age of 40-ish and they have dedicated their lives to their families and their businesses and their husbands and they don't know who they are without Mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. Well, and so when they come into your office and you start realizing this, then you're like, ding, 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 something is, something is going on, I have to change this? Or wh- how did that all transpire? Yes. As I started to see the pattern, well, of course I had to change that mm-hmm. for them. Well, actually, I don't change that for them. That was a misspeak, misspoken. I do 10% and they have to do the 90 So mm-hmm. I knew that I had to change this for them because their mental state of unrest was starting to reflect in their physical state. Mm -hmm. And so it is in fixing the mental state that they are able to feel vibrant and alive again. So by building them programs to to find their identity and find who they are and to nourish their spirit and their mind, 
they were able to come back out of their shell and realize who they were and start living their passion, build businesses or uh, create hobbies that were amazing to them. And they started to feel better as they walked into who they are. Mm-hmm. And as they stepped into their true identity and their true passions, instead of the one that they had given up for so long, which there's nothing wrong with, obviously, but who could they have been had they, had they kept their identity mm-hmm. and kept their passion alive and mm-hmm. in, instilled that into their children and into their business and into their families? Mm-hmm. And so these programs start with kind of a daily routine and uncovering what their true passion and likes are. When I ask them, well, what do you like to do? What is your hobby? They range, the answers range from I don't know to my family. And yes, our family is important, but that is not who we are. When you say, I am a radio show host or I am a doctor, yes, that's what you do, but it's really not who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do you get them to find out who they are? Well, it really comes back to peeling back the labels and asking them the right questions. Mm-hmm. So I always take them back to when they were a child. Oh, I'll give you an example. So I have a granddaughter who is very, very, very smart, and she's always been very smart. She, when she was a little tiny girl, you'd show her a fish aquarium, and she'd be trying to look over the top to see how it worked or how she could get to the fish. Mm-hmm. This was when she was probably before she was a year old. Mm-hmm. And she's been moved up a grade, and anyway, I don't want to go into a bragging session, but she is very intelligent, and so all of her life, people started telling her, you should be a brain surgeon. You should be a brain surgeon. You're smart enough. Well, now she's going in to be a neurological surgeon. That's that's her goal. She's just starting into high school. But when I look at her personality and I peel back those labels, so labels aren't always necessarily bad. Sometimes, you know, they aren't negative per se. And when I look at her personality over the years and things, she would probably feel suited for a marine biologist because she loves the water, she loves fish, she loves aqua life, she loves dolphins, things like that. And so this is the thing that I see with these people as they come into the office and they're 40 years old and they've done what life has taught them that they should probably be doing. And then they realize they look in the mirror one day and they feel unhappy. They feel as though a dog or a cat, if you pet them the wrong way and you're rubbing their fur backwards so that they, it's, it's not a terrible thing, but it's not comfortable either. It's not the mm-hmm. proper flow of how it should feel good. Mm-hmm. And so underco- uncovering who they really are at the root of that finding their passions. I guess you'd almost call it an identity test, not a personality test, but an identity test that I have developed for them mm-hmm. to walk them through questions of what they wanted to do when they grew up, what, what 
what was their first toys, what did they, what were their hobbies. A lot of people don't even remember what their hobbies were or even had a hobby because in this society, we feel like we have to be constantly busy and doing something. When you call someone up and they say, and you say, what are you doing? And they say, oh, nothing. And you say, well, what's wrong? Why aren't you doing something? Mm-hmm. And so it's very challenging to really develop our interpersonal identity. Also, another thing that makes that difficult and something that I ask them to do is to either limit or or go for a time without any social media or even, if they can, public television where the images have been airbrushed and what is portrayed on the screen is so far from the reality of what's going on behind. You know, you see a happy family going on vacation, but moments before they were fighting and yelling at each other, packing, trying to get ready, the dog threw up and the baby had a messy diaper or, mm. or things like this or someone was in trouble. Mm-hmm. And the child acted out or bad grades, whatever that case might be. It mm-hmm. could even go deeper than that. Someone could be an alcoholic or be, be being abused. But that is not as what's portrayed on the screen. Mm-hmm. And so we compare ourselves and we try to live up to who they are and what they portray instead of who we are. It goes back to the old cliche of keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. So as we peel back these layers of who they've been programmed to be and finding their true identity of who they were created to be, who -hmm. they were created to walk in, in their identity, it's crucial for them to realize that it's okay to be themselves and Mm -hmm. that their differences are what make them special and give them an edge and what make them unique. unique. Mm -hmm. And those gifts that they were given are for a purpose, and the desires of their heart are for a purpose. It's just chipping away at those labels to create that freedom for them. I'll I'll tell you a story about some friends of mine. I uh, started to run at 48 years old. That's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. And I was running with a good friend of mine, and we... It really kind of saved my life because when you're running, there's just something pure. It's just you and your body and what it can Mm -hmm. do. And I had a patient who invited me to a trail run up in the mountains. And I consider it probably my greatest accomplishment just because it was me and my body and the mountain. Mm -hmm. And it was literally climbing the proverbial mountain and all that that took. I've done that race consecutively every year. And last year, I have some pretty good friends, and they, each one, were going through some pretty challenging times in their life. In fact, Mm -hmm. some very challenging times in their life. And I invited them to come do this race with me. Mm -hmm. And as I watched them learn who they were on that mountain, Mm -hmm. very competitive one, very competitive with herself another, accomplishing something that they never thought that they could do. Mm-hmm. And so creating this victory muscle memory. In fact, one, I'm just going to be brutally honest, she was going through a divorce. Her husband um, had committed adultery. He was 
very not nice to her, telling mm-hmm. her um, things about her physical self, about being overweight or whatever, out of shape. Mm-hmm. On the way back after she had finished the race, she actually got a text from him complimenting her on her accomplishment. Wow. And so it was then that she was able to reflect driving back down the mountain of who she was and what she was really capable of. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we forget what we actually can do. Absolutely. And, and, that and Dr. Cynthia, we only have about a minute to break. So I... else that doesn't matter that people have put on us to allow us to realize that it's just us and our mountains. Mm-hmm. And in running, there are what we call pacers. So a pacer is a person who comes alongside Scott Jurek. He runs 100 miles on the Mojave Desert, and so he has several different pacers that will come with him. And what a pacer does is they monitor your progress. They keep you running at the right pace. They monitor your body to make sure that you're not overdoing it. They help you with your fuel, your water, to make sure you're consuming the right amounts, to make sure that you're doing it properly to not overhydrate or underhydrate. And Dr. And Cynthia, so we do have to go I, to break here. Dr. Cynthia, I, we do have Dr. Cynthia. We, I'm sorry. We do have to go to break here in like 30 seconds. So when we come back, cause okay. I want to hear more about the story, but we do have to go to break. So for more information on Dr. Cynthia, Dr. Cynthia Renee.com, but give us a call. If you have any questions for the show, 866-472-5790. And we will be right back after break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. I've got a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Visit joehosman.com today and get a 20% discount off of my most popular three-month coaching package. This is a $1,500 value. This discount coupon is available only on my website, joehosman.com where you can also get information about other services like strategy sessions, my book, coaching, and training programs. Also support for the radio show and much more. Don't wait. Check out joehosman.com for the special offer today. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, joehosman.com, or call 605-941-7969 for more information. Again, that's joehosman.com or 605-941-7969. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You 
are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. This is Joe with my awesome guest, Dr. Cynthia Renee. Unfortunately, I had to cut her off right because we had to go to break, which... You know, for the show, that's what we have to do. But she was talking about this beautiful story about a friend of hers and, you know, her, Dr. Cynthia herself and friends of hers that are really finding themselves and patients of hers as well. Because I know when I was hitting my 40s, I was kind of in that same predicament. I was like, okay, what's going on here? So I was trying to figure out what was going on, but I knew it's because my life was changing. You know, I was going to be an empty nester and everything else that went all along with that. But we can change and we can do the things needed to to change because if we don't feel good, we have to go out and figure out what's going on with us. A lot of times we think it's all about our family, but really it's all about us, right? It's all about us and how we can change to be a better person for ourselves. So Dr. Cynthia Renee, please go on with that story that you had before I so rudely interrupted you. <laughs> oh no, that was a good interruption. And... <laughs> Where I left off was I was talking about pacers. In running, a pacer comes alongside, as I was saying, and helps long-distance runners to accomplish their goal, per se. Mm -hmm. And there is also a point in running where you do face a change. And it's where you go from burning glucose to burning ketones. And I know everybody's hearing a lot about ketones. This is not what that's about. But when you hit that change in your body and in your mind, that's when runners a lot of times will hit a wall. And they have their body and their mind especially has to make that switch. And that's where a pacer can come in to help talk them through that, to get them through that wall or to even help keep them from hitting it. As I researched about pacers and what they do, that's when I realized through my clients and through my friends and even through myself that I wanted to become a life pacer. I wanted to come alongside people for a duration in their life and help them when they hit those walls, the wall of identity, the wall of change, the wall of whatever it might be that they're facing to encourage them to help them realize that change isn't bad, that they've trained for this their whole life, and they have the capabilities of doing it and accomplishing it and finishing. Mm-hmm. And so that's the end of that story. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of that story. I don't think so, Dr. Cynthia. I don't think that's the end of that story. I think that's really just well, the, beginning the beginning of the story. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's no end to that story because that is just the beginning of where you're going now more in your life. Because of being a naturopathic, I will tell you, I was doing a Facebook Live before the show, which I always do, and one of my friends has been battling cancer. And so she travels, oh uh, my gosh, quite, oh, she travels like quite a distance, I think every uh, every quarter maybe. And so she travels <laughs> down south, but... So she says, I love my naturopathic position. You know, I always, he always makes me feel so good. 
And I said, absolutely. And that's what you're doing as, you know, that was your gift now to other people being because you knew you had to be able to help people in a different way. So you do this naturopathic and now you're just expanding that even more into being able their their lifelong journey coach, you know, really and f- trying to figure out how they can help themselves and how they can really move forward in their life. Yes, thank I, you for I wish I would have known so well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I wish I would have known you, you know, 10 so years ago when all that was kind of going on with me, but we're here now, yeah. and we're friends now, and we're friends for a reason. And I'm very excited about exactly. that. Now, you, had, me you too. had told me something that I have no idea what this is, and I, I'm really interested in learning it. So, what is a sore thumb syndrome? So, you're a survivor of this, of the sore thumb syndrome. I don't use my thumbs very much, so I'm like, okay, what does this mean? <laughs> well, well, Joe, that's my, that is something that was given to me, well, it was inspired. Mm-hmm. And a sore thumb syndrome survivor, first of all, I, it, a sore thumb, do you know what a sore thumb, the old cliche saying is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Is that, okay, is that what it relates to? It, yeah, it's like you oh. stick out. And yeah, so, right. That's where we start to lose who we are. We start to lose our self-confidence. For me, I was a sore thumb. I had sore thumb syndrome terribly as a child all growing up. Well, really all through my life. And as a child, I was very tall, very thin, very tomboy. Luckily, growing up in Idaho, tomboy wasn't as bad as it could have been. Mm-hmm. But I was, in sixth grade, I was five foot seven. And so, if you can imagine, most people hadn't broke five foot yet. Mm-hmm. And as we would stand in the lunch line, as we would do the things that we did, literally all of my classmates came to my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And this didn't change for a very long time. I remember seeing a picture in an annual where I was standing in the lunch line and all you could see was my head above everyone else's. <laughs> and so... I really did stick out like a sore thumb. And so the boys and my mom had always told me, oh, if a boy asks you to dance, if they have to have the courage to ask you to dance, you need to dance with them. And oh my goodness. So I would always have to go, when I would go to these dances, I'd always say yes. And then they were always shorter. And so I'd always have to bend funny and always make my back hurt. And so as I learned that, I actually started to tilt my head and not stand quite up to my full stature mm. because I realized that I stuck out. And when you mm. think back, think back when you were 13, 12, you know, middle school or junior high, whatever era you're from, and think about the hormones and how it was all about you and what made you stick out, what made you the sore thumb. Was it a good thing? Did you excel at sports? Were you short? Were you overweight? Were you skinny? Mm, were your eyes funny? Did you have an interesting name? I had a good friend in school had a, had a really interesting name, and they used it to just mortify her constantly. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't fair that her parents did that to her. And then as I've 
grown, I was a sore thumb in the construction industry. I was a woman doing concrete. Everyone knew who I was, from the concrete drivers to the suppliers. They all knew because when they came, I was the only woman on the job at the time. And then in the naturopathic world, (laughs) we all kind of stick out because we are... uh, pretty much a a rebellious group. We go against the norm. Mm -hmm. So being a sore thumb is whatever it is that is unique about you that makes you stick out. Mm -hmm. And as a child and even as an adult, we can think of that sore thumb syndrome as a curse. Mm -hmm. But when I look back now and I've reached my full stature and height, which is 5'11", I feel awkward when a woman is taller than I am because I'm so used to being tall now. Mm-hmm. And that physical stature allowed me to do physical things that maybe someone with a smaller frame couldn't do in the, in the concrete world. So mm-hmm. it, it was a gift. Absolutely. Even though it was at a the gift. time it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Also, my mom and my parents were older, and so they... My mom always wore these very bright colored moo-moos, and so when she would come to pick me up after school, it was like, ooh, and so I would always have her part <laughs> clear out and wait until everyone else was gone until to pick me up so that people wouldn't <laughs> see her and draw more attention to myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do want yeah. to tell you a little story about a couple of girls who stuck out like sore thumbs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let, let me tell you about a little bit about my sore thumb syndrome. I was fifth grade, I believe. I was the tallest one in my fifth grade class. And if you know anything oh, about yeah. basketball, I went from being the center. And then a couple of years later, I went to be in the forward. <laughs> and then when I got to in high school, I got I went to the guard because what happened is I stopped and everybody else shot up above me. So I know what sore thumb <laughs> for that is because now I have not grown up since fifth grade <laughs> so I know exactly what you're talking about in oh, that wow. respect yeah mm-hmm. and I used to tower over everybody mm-hmm. yeah little and fun fact about Jojo about that uh, it was interesting <laughs> um you know at the time I yeah I didn't really like it I you know I had brothers and they were relentless on me and um, my friends were too but I had another friend that was about the same actually two other friends are about this my same height so we kind of just hung together and then oh I don't know I don't you know honestly I don't yeah kids can be cruel but I don't really remember a lot I don't really to be honest I don't care (laughs) but I know that kids can be cruel. And when my son was in high school, or sorry, when he was in grade school, exact same thing. He was the tallest one, and I would go look at him in in the line, and he would tower over a head taller than everybody else. Well, same thing. Kids just naturally, you know, grow up. And But at the time, it's not as much fun. So, But I don't remember him ever getting teased about it. Not like, you know, a girl's going to get teased more, I think, than a boy would. But that's just my own personal opinion. Yeah, and I don't know that I was necessarily teased. It was just something that I was very self-conscious of. And yeah, it was just I think an that's, that's a good way. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it, self-conscious. I don't really remember being teased a lot about it, but yeah, self-conscious. So yeah. tell me your examples, because yeah. we have about six minutes until break. So tell me your examples of who who um, who are diff- other sore thumbs. 
Well, I will give you a few that Albert Einstein, for one. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he was in school and even as a person, think of his hair. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, right. But he's a genius. Mm-hmm. And it's his genius that made him stick out. Mm-hmm. So that is why our sore thumb syndrome doesn't necessarily, isn't necessarily negative. In fact, it's very positive because a lot of times it's those differences that do give us the edge. Absolutely. Part of my inspiration for this was a young girl who's 15 and I visited her bedroom and in her bedroom she had her identity is being created around what people are calling her. When we grew up, it was a whole different world. I heard a, a statement that was they've done some research on, and they said that the average high schooler now, middle school and high schooler, faces as much stress as a person who was put in an asylum in the 50s. Oh, geez. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? All that bullying and all that stuff now, especially with social media, mm, not good. It's not. It's not. And then mm-hmm. even the stimulation from the screen, mm-hmm. uh, the blue screen, they, they mm-hmm. you know, you can't sleep when you have that, that constant stimulation from the movies. We've become desensitized to everything around us because we see so many things on TV and video games and, and those things. So as I stepped into this girl's room above her bed, she had a canvas, a painting canvas, Mm -hmm. that she had written every word that she had been called at school. Mm. And she kept that on her wall. Oh, my gosh. And I was mortified. As an adult, I couldn't even, I had to wrap my head around understanding what some of them meant. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I think that... I've turned my attention to trying to help teenagers before they reach that 40 years old Mm -hmm. so that they can grasp their identity at a younger age Mm -hmm. and then keep that their whole life. Yeah. Instead of writing all those negative things, um, you know, write the positive things, write the things that she feels good about herself. created these clouds. There are mm-hmm. clouds that go on their ceiling with positive affirmations that say, I am, mm-hmm. I am beautiful, I am love. Mm-hmm. And so that they can look at those at night before they mm-hmm. go to bed instead of continue to feed that. And mm-hmm. then also victory, victory, victory muscle memory journals. So Absolutely. we have a muscle memory. What was that? We have a muscle. I'm not sure. You have a muscle memory. Yeah, we do have muscle memories that um, that we use. And another thing we can do is the positive affirmations, but also, why am I so beautiful? And when you ask yourself a question like, why am I so beautiful? Your your mind will go out and try to why, why, you know, figure out why you're so beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. There I go again. It's a beautiful thing. Dr. Cynthia, are you still there? I am. Okay, there I you are. I wasn't sure if we had been ready for break. No, uh, we have about two minutes. Well, actually, he's telling me three minutes until break. So we have three minutes until break. So Albert Einstein stuck out as a sore thumb. Can you name one other person that you can think of that stuck out as a sore thumb? Because I love how you said that, that we have to take what other people don't like about us. And really, that is one thing that we can excel with. 
right? So that is one yeah. thing that yeah. if people see us as different, that's what's going to make us unique. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I love and those, that. And those unique gifts are what, we're, we're created with those unique gifts for a purpose. Just like mm-hmm. Albert Einstein was created with his unique gifts for a purpose. Where would we be, where would we really be without his invention? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We'd still be sitting in the dark. I think exactly. in many in many uh, ways. <laughs> another one that I can think of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. We wouldn't have those blue screens. Hmm. Uh-huh. Maybe it wouldn't uh-huh. have been so bad. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> uh, another one that was very uh, unique and different was Picasso. Really, when you think about a lot of geniuses over the years, they all had their very uniqueness where they failed out of school. They had teachers that wanted to fail them. They, they weren't capable of doing things in the normal way. Mm-hmm. School was not ideal for them because their mind didn't work that way. It didn't fit in that box. And right. we shouldn't put ourselves in those boxes that society creates for us to define who we are. Absolutely. And now guess what? We are about at break already. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions for the show, you can give us a call at 1-866-472-5790. You know, I love it when you guys call in and ask questions of my awesome guests. But you know what? If not, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, feel free to send me a text or email. And if it's during the live show, you know I can ask her uh, right on air. So ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, johosman.com, or call 605-941-7969 for more information. Again, that's johosman.com or 605-941-7969. I've got a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Visit johosman.com today and get a 20% discount off of my most popular three-month coaching package. This is a $1,500 value. This discount coupon is available only on my website, johosman.com where you can also get information about other services like strategy sessions, my book, coaching, and training programs. Also support for the radio show and much more. Don't wait. Check out johosman.com for the special offer today. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Go For It. 
To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. This is Joe and with my wonderful guest, Dr. Cynthia Renee. And her website is www.drcynthiarenee, and that is R-E-N-E, so drcynthiarenee.com. Definitely go there and check out her website. And then also, if you have questions for her, you can email me, joe at joehosman.com, or drcynthiarenee, what is your email address if you want them to get in contact with you? It is drcynthiarenee at drcynthiarenee. Oh, well, that's easy enough. Dr. Cynthia Renee at drcynthiarenee.com. So, you know what? We're talking about losing our identity. And, you know, through life, as you go on more and more in life, there are times that that happens. Happened to me a few times. And Dr. Cynthia Renee, has it happened to you? And was there a specific time that you, you know, that really changed your trajectory of your life, that where you lost your identity and then had to regain it again, that really stepped you out of your comfort zone into where you're at today? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I have a couple of them, but one really comes to mind. (laughs) I've definitely lived life. So, Mm -hmm. and I guess the the one that surprised me the most was when I really thought I had it all together and when I really thought I had my identity of who I was. Mm-hmm. And it was when I owned my construction company. It was at the peak of financial gain at that time. It was the peak of production. Things were going smooth. And I'm going to add here something that I was going to church. I was very active in my church. I served a lot. I did a lot of things in that But I wasn't in a relationship with God. I was in a relationship with religion and rules. Mm -hmm. So as I was in this construction company and life was going along and I was busy and thinking that this was how life was supposed to be, I had a friend, well, an acquaintance, who was highly overweight and she wanted to go to the Shakespeare. We have a, a Shakespeare festival here in Boise that's a beautiful outdoor setting and it's wonderful and she asked me to drive her and and help her for to go to the Shakespeare festival and being who I was I was like of course I will come and drive you and help you and get you in and out and etc etc and we went and I helped her and we had a a nice evening we really did and as I was driving home I took exit, and the reason she chose me is because I always drove big pickups. I did not own a car for over 20 years. Oh, wow. And so she chose me because of my pickup. Well, as I took the exit, I don't know, it was a, it was a little late at night, and I, I guess I wasn't necessarily between the lines because there were... They had done some reconstruction, and I wasn't as familiar with it. But anyway, I, w- I was in between the lines. And so I got pulled over, and the officer came to her side, the passenger side of the pickup, and he was asking questions, and, and he said, have you been drinking? And I said, no, absolutely. Well, I didn't even get a chance to answer. She said, no, I wouldn't allow that. She's always that bug-eyed. And I thought, oh. 
bug eyed. What does she mean? Maybe oh, I'm wow. nervous from being pulled over, but <laughs> I don't know what she meant by me being bug eyed. I was like, hmm. oh, wow. so I took her home, and this kind of opened Pandora's box for me. Mm-hmm. And I did start to look, and I did kind of have that look about me of deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. Because oh, wow. I wasn't me. I was, I found identity in being the boss on the construction job, in driving my big trucks, in being good enough by serving enough. And as I started to peel back those things and take those things away by eliminating them one by one, um, hypothetically, off of me, I had to realize, oh, I am not my construction company. Mm-hmm. And what if my construction company was gone tomorrow? What if a recession hits, which it did? Mm-hmm. Um, what if the church, what if I did something wrong and they excommunicated me? Mm-hmm. Because we're, none of us are immune to that. And so I then realized that when I thought I had my identity and my world together, I really didn't. Mm -hmm. And that's where I look at people and say, when they're coming into that age and they're going, okay, well, I'm facing emptiness, but I still have all these things. Well, well, what if that was gone tomorrow? Mm -hmm. What would happen to you? Where would you be in your life? What could you do? Would it shatter your world? Mm-hmm. And that is why we need to be so secure in who we are and what we're capable of mm-hmm. and our identity in who we are created to be. Because as I said before, we have those little sparks in our hearts that are put there for a reason, and honoring them is the most wonderful way to go through life and have the peace and the beauty that, um, that we need. Mm-hmm. I love that because, because of that situation, you were, you were really, you know, something that seemed a little derogatory at the time, just like what I talked about today <laughs> on my live radio show. I go to Toastmasters and I was given a speech about a year ago and I thought, I thought it was a pretty good speech until we always write little notes to our, the speaker about what we liked and maybe what something they could improve on. And somebody told me you were too yeah. monotone. I'm like, what? Shut the front door. I am. <laughs> but I don't, and I don't even take it as constructive criticism. I just take it as they're trying to help you, you know? So I took that and I, even though sometimes that is like, ooh, it just kind of hurts a little bit, I take that and I use yeah. it to the best of my ability. So I said, okay, well, if I'm monotone to him, how many other people think I'm monotone but aren't saying anything? So that's where I right. went and learned how to go up and down with my, my talk. I hired a voiceover artist to really help me with some of that. But, I, you know, I decided to get out of my own way. And instead of going, okay, yeah. well, he thinks I'm monotone, who cares? I'm still going to do it. Well, okay, that's not going to get me very far. So I, that you know, and so what you did is you just really opened up the door to other possibilities in your life. And you're right. We never know what's going to happen tomorrow. We never know what's going to happen today. 
when we wake up, it's a blessing for the new day and whatever that new day brings. And even exactly. if people... That's exactly if, right. And you just yeah. don't know. I, I had the opportunity to go to a celebration of life for my cousin, and I thought, this is what I want for me when I... And you are not monotone, by the way. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes I know I think I, I can get that way, but no, you, you're, you're definitely not. In fact, witnessing you, I, I can picture in my mind right now, you are truly living in your passion, and I can picture you in my mind as we were recording each other, how you mm-hmm. just switch and your eyes light up, and you're just that spark comes alive, and, and you, just, it, you just glow when you're speaking in front of a oh, speaker. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I yeah, camera, I love but you're to not speak. on the camera. Really thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Cynthia and I, um, we were recorded while we were speaking, and Cynthia, you do very, very well, too, and it was fun to see you speak in front of a camera. Oh, well, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was uh, that was intimidating, having that professional camera in your face. <laughs> oh, honestly, I loved it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see where it can be intimidating, because when I first started going out, I don't do a lot of TV, but I do some. And when I first started going yeah. out on TV, it, it can be intimidating. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, there's a camera there. And then when I got home from there, I was asked to speak on a local show. And almost that doesn't seem maybe quite as intimidating because you're looking at the host, you know, who's talking and, but there we had the oh. camera right in front of our face. And so, yeah, it can be a little intimidating, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I was never like that, you know, so, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, it would have been very intimidating oh, yeah? to me, but just practice, you know, just like oh. with you practice. And the more you do it, the easier it yeah. becomes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I have come a long way. When I was in college, I had a speech class. And I gave a speech on fishing lures, of all things. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, I remember holding up the lures, and in my video then, I could see myself literally shaking, and they're shaking the lure. I thought, oh, well, I hope they think I was doing that on purpose. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you have right. just been such a true blessing. We, we have, we, we've got a few more minutes yet, but... Tell us, like, um, one lasting impression story that really sticks out to you, maybe a client that you've really helped, and just, you know, given, given them back their, well, I know it's 90% them, 10% you, but really help them give back their identity. Okay. I have a client who, she had moved to our state and gone through some big life changes, and she was turning 50. She was an entrepreneur, and she walked into my office. Oh, there's so many stories. Uh, She walked into my office, and she was a wreck. She says, I have no energy. I can't function. I think my thyroid's um, in the tank. I've gained weight. I don't have any desire to run my business. And as I looked at her and did the testing that I do in my office. It's not anything traditional. But I did these things on her, and I wasn't finding the physical things wrong. And so I, just talking to her, I I interview people a lot and regurgitate it back to them to paraphrase to find out what's really going on. And so as we dug deep finding out what was going on, 
she, when she moved, her words, I was a big fish in a small town where I lived, and we moved to, what? well, Boise's not big, but we moved mm-hmm. to Boise, and I was a small fish in a big pond. Mm-hmm. So she had kind of lost her, her, her way, and her husband, they had gone through some financial changes as well, big financial changes. So we started to peel back. Well, what makes you feel? What made you feel like a big fish, and what makes you feel like a small fish? And you know, where are your children? She'd left her children behind. So, I put her on a very simple program to get her body to give her body the best nutrition physically possible. She's very regimented, so I was able to work with her in a way that sometimes I can't. I have to go a little slower, but I put her on a morning routine of, you know, contemplation, exercise, things that she needs to put in her body, and then, and then her allowing herself to have some self-care time in the afternoon to rest and refresh and, and, not, and not be so hard on herself. Because when we're in a place of driving, 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 driving ourselves and beating ourselves up and tearing ourselves down, we are not productive and we cannot produce. Right. And Dr. Cynthia, I'm sorry to introduce. I'm sorry to Dr. Cynthia. Dr. Cynthia, sorry. I'm sorry I'm, to um, uh, interrupt, but we only have like two minutes, so I really have to wrap this up. And I'm sorry that okay. <laughs> when when I talked about it before, but if you can just um, say some uh, lasting words to my worldwide audience, that would be great. I wish we could finish the story, but unfortunately, we're running out of time. That's <laughs> fine. I got long-winded. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I just wanted to say that I have a, a, a free gift for anyone who wants to email me. It's a 10-day challenge, and it was, it's a little bit like where I was going with this client. And so on this 10-day challenge, you'll receive morning inspiration emails that are attached to a picture, and you will receive some downloadable sheets that will ask you some questions to find out where you're at and to help you move on with your life. Thank you very much, Joe. Oh, thank you, Dr. Cynthia. Thank you so much. Again, Dr. Cynthia's website is drcynthiarene.com. That is R-E-N-E.com. So ladies and gentlemen, as you know, I am. I want you to reach your full potential of becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger each and every day. That's why I bring on such awesome guests like Dr. Cynthia Renee. So go to her website, drcynthiarene.com, and sign up for that 10-day, cha- uh, 10-day challenge because it will change your life. And you know what? Dr. Cynthia is so phenomenal. So, you know what? Uh, As always, remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for, right? I know I say that every week, and I'm going to keep reminding you. You are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go out, be great today, be great always. And always, you know you can go to my website, joehosman.com. I got strategy sessions there. Um, Sign up to maybe have me come be a speaker to your group. And then also along the way, show kindness and love wherever you go. And remember, a little smile goes a long way. Take care. God bless. Until next week, have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.